welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. Also, are you a fan of Block Talk? Well, our newest fans are the fabulous team at Daft Boy. With the highest quality fans, accessories, and gear for any occasion, Daft Boy is here to serve it to you every day. And over at Daft Boy, you can create a custom fan like the Block Talk fan I thwarp at every show. Fans of Block Talk can receive 15% off at checkout using code BLOCKTALK. Visit daftboy.com today. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at TheaterTheNow, and visit TheaterTheNow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Force is strong with this one. She's a nerd, she's a geek, and she's got a crown. It's Skywalker. Oh my goodness. I just love that introduction so much. Thank you so much. Ah, applause track. I'm so good. I'm really excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. I'm a longtime listener, first time guest. Yeah, I didn't know that you were such a big fan. I did. So we got, um, not drunk because we're classy ladies, but we went Correct. out for drinks mm-hmm. at a hardware. And you're like, Do you want to be on the podcast? And I was like, Not only do I want to be on it, I listened to it and I've never been mentioned. <laughs> T. I have been mentioned through the click, mm-hmm. but never my own name, which I think is the hilarious. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm excited to have you, and you're going to get to talk, to talk about everybody soon. Uh, but we are celebrating. It's Monday. It is um, Monday. It's the afternoon, and we're drinking champagne. I'm really excited. You know, I was on my way over here, and I'm so old school uh, Brooklyn Italian. I was like, I have to bring something. And well, I was I like, what it. more than champagne for breakfast? Yeah, a rosé champagne. I know. So gay. I love it. And for pride, it's perfect. I know, and it was pink. Pink. Shout out to all the pink queens. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to learn everything there is to know about you. I'm excited to talk. We got champagne. We got a little bit of marijuana. I'm ready to spill some tea. Let's do it. Well, where are you from? I'm from Brooklyn, New York, originally. Yeah, born and raised. what part of Brooklyn? So I'm part of this, like, small suburb called Marine Park. Okay. Uh, It's basically, unfortunately, where all of, basically, the people that vote red live in Brooklyn. Yeah. Very, like white picket fence and backyards. It's kind of like a, a oasis of a suburb. Uh, and I was born and raised there, which is so funny because I'm doing the Brooklyn Invasion at Hardware on I Thursday. I know. Well, it's my birthday. And Ruby Roo was like, oh, I'm doing this Brooklyn Invasion. And you are f- originally from Brooklyn. You should do it. I was like, all right. And Ruby Roo is my mom. So yeah. it was definitely a, a very like, all right, let's do this. I absolutely will do the Brooklyn Invasion. And the lineup is incredible. Yeah, I saw it. It's, it's looks like a It's going to be a night. fun time. But yeah, Marine Park, Brooklyn. Um, and how do you get to Marine Park? What, what train? Oh, my God. It takes takes so long you have to take so from where i live i live on 157th street so to visit my parents i have to get on the one train take the 142nd street get on the queue take the queue to king's highway get on the b100 take the b100 all the way to 37th street that's an ordeal it takes two hours that's an ordeal and it's brooklyn it's wild it they really wanted to be in the middle of nowhere (laughs) so what was life like growing up there oh girl Where's the marijuana? Uh, Listen, I love Marine Park Brooklyn because it's very much like a community. Like, I I, I got mugged once and, like, all of the parents were out. You know what I mean? Like, if something happened, like, everyone was, like, ready to, like, fight. But it's just a very interesting group of people. 
like I went to Catholic school and like that's kind of like the vibe. Everyone kind of went to Catholic school. Everyone grew up in that same kind of church, at least where I like my section yeah. of Marine Park. And they do not love the gay people. <laughs> you know how it is. Um, so I basically got bullied for like the first like 10 years of my life and then I went to uh, karate school and I became a black belt and I started yes. whooping ass it was so funny cause like I got bullied by the same guy and then I became a black belt and he tried to fight me at a dance and I whooped his ass Naturally. in front of all of these girls it was so funny like all of his like school crushes um, but then I went to performing arts high school and Amazing. I like escaped all of that and it was so wonderful so theater you got a background in theater I know which is so crazy because I'm not really a theater queen but um, that's where my roots come from from. I was, um, I went to Edward R. Murrow High School, which is like a performing arts high school in Brooklyn. Uh, and I did the musical theater program there. Um, was in choir at 7 a.m., dance for gym at 8 a.m. Like, it was crazy. It was like actual, like, fame. Yeah. And no, like, core classes, really. Um, it was wild. What musicals did you do? So we did, so I, it was like real. So we did like, Two musicals a year and two uh, straight plays a year with, like, huge budgets. Like, they could build huge sets. So, like, we were the first ever high school production of The Producers. Okay. Uh, wild. Uh, and we did... So, my favorites were I did The Producers. I did uh, Me and My Girl. Okay. Uh, Avida And... What was... Another really fun Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yeah, it was cute. Les Mis. It was a cute time. Yeah, you're you're doing little shows here. Yeah, it was a really it was a really fun time, and that's where my roots were, which is so funny because like the Tonys were on the other day, and I was like, I don't even know what the like. You know what I mean? I'm so not a theater queen. Yeah, it's so funny. And you went to school where? I uh college. Yeah. I went to Stony Brook University. Out in Long Island. Out in Long Island. And I did a triple degree in social behavioral science, business, and the performing arts. Tri- Wild. Tri- I know. Yeah. Twenty-two credits a semester. Why why? Because why? I was such a I got to college and I was extremely closeted. I was I didn't come out until I was nineteen years old. And I was so sheltered my whole life. Like, n- not that my parents kept anything from me. It's just like, I just lived a very sheltered life. And I got to college and I was like, I want to know everything there is to know. Uh, I'm gay now. Give me knowledge. And that's basically what I did. I was, I used it as like a growing up because I knew I was going to be an artist. I knew yeah. what I was doing in college was not going to be what my life was. So I had like the performing art degree, but then I just wanted to, I fell into sociology and I loved it so much. And then I fell into business and I was like, this can only help me. So it was a great time, but yeah. so stressful for no reason. I can imagine. I, I could barely do one degree. Girl, so dumb. I think about it now and I was like stressed for no goddamn reason. But I'm, I'm, I'm sure like all of the that training has helped you oh, absolutely. in your performance now. Oh, absolutely. And it prepared me for so much because yeah. uh, when I came out of college I immediately started waiting tables like or like I was a personal assistant and I was auditioning that's what I was doing I was a TV and film actor mostly yeah yeah now so you graduate you come back to the city mm-hmm why not go somewhere else? Explore another city to play around. So interesting. I don't know. I think I'm always, I've always been attracted to what New York is. Like, I think because I was born and raised here, like, I have the hustle. I'm that yeah. kid stomping the, like, yard, like, walking through the streets, yeah. yelling at people who are slow. Like, I just love the pace. I went and visited California for the first time. I've never really traveled much. I come from a very, like, like lower middle-class family, so we've never had, like, money to travel, so I've, like, in my adult life, tried to travel more, so I went to California for the first Amazing. time. 
and they are so slow. Like, it took me 10 minutes to get a coffee. He's like, I was like, can I have an iced coffee black to go? And he was like, so you want like an iced coffee? You want it black? No milk. I was like, no, just black. He's like, and to go. I was like, whoa, man, I could have got it, drank it and been out the door by now. Yeah. But I think that's just a New York mentality. Now, when you were auditioning and everything, were you doing like the 6 a.m. cattle calls or were you going Not in? so much. So I did have an agent. I had a TV and film agent who I'm not going to name because they dropped me. Uh, I know. So rude. Uh, they actually, this is some tea. This is some actual tea, some sad tea. The day I got dropped by my agent, I also found out that someone I had been dating uh, had given me gonorrhea. Oh, shit. And it was raining, and I got caught in the rain, and I, I showed up at my shift at Hardware sobbing to my boss, just soaked, sad, and ready for a drink. It was so funny. Um, but yeah, I was auditioning for, uh, like, I had auditioned for a bunch of Netflix shows. I had gone in for an NBC a few times, and I was doing the whole, like, I mean, they don't like being called it, but pay for plays, basically. Yes. We're going in, showing agents what I was. It was so soul-sucking. It yeah. was so bad. Because I, th- I, I wanted to be a TV and film actor for so long, but I think that dream was... I think it was a little made up. I think that there were things I wanted to do, and I thought that that was the only route to do them. So I was just pursuing someone else's dream for so long, and it was so sad. But, you know, you got to go through that. Yeah, absolutely. You do. You have to figure out what you want. So a lot of people know you as uh, your bar babe self. Mm-hmm. Um, at Hardware pieces yeah i've been there for three years it's my three-year anniversary nominated for glam award Uh, for it for three years never won well maybe this is the year ruby ruby took it she deserved (laughs) it you go best bartender so you're you're bartending you are experiencing basically drag on a nightly basis while you're yeah absolutely when did you decide okay my turn well so i actually did drag in college so basically the uh the Stony Brook LGBTQIA organization, they had a drag show where they would get anyone who wanted to do drag and they would put you in drag and all of the money would go to homeless gay youth centers on Long Island, homeless queer youth centers, excuse me, uh, because Long Island has the highest concentration of homeless youth in uh, America, I believe, because there are so many parents that will just kick the kids out there. Which is so horrible. So my freshman year, no, my sophomore year, uh, no, my junior year. Wow, it did take me a while because I came out so late. My junior year, I decided to do it. They put all of the acting kids in drag and I just got hooked. And it was so beautiful and I, I loved it so much. But, you know, I come from a very, very accepting family. But I think that it was just a different time. And my parents were worried that I, not worried, my parents were asking me if I was transitioning and it it was a lot for someone who had just come out to like also now like wanting to do drag but having everyone not understand what drag is like this was probably season two of Drag Race Mm -hmm. it was just a different time and I was so scared to be myself as it was I like was like no I don't want to do this like this is too scary um, I ended up having a show for a year and my parents found out that I was doing drag after that year on campus and then I just quit and never did it again, which is so sad. But that's when it started and I was Allegra Valentine. Uh-huh. Oh God, RIP that bitch. Um, <laughs> but so when I started bartending at Pieces, I was there for a few months and then I moved in with Britta because I was living at home and it was just time for me to leave and I moved in with Britta 
And then we do this party at Pieces. It's the Pieces anniversary party. And they ask all of the bartenders to dress up in drag. And Jasmine Rice LaBeja, shout out to you, painted me out of the goodness of her heart, didn't ask for anything, made me look like a goddess. And I did... um, this dumb little Santa Claus number into an Emma Frost cosplay. Like it was so, it was so everything that I had missed about it. And I like, from that point on, I really like thought about it every day, literally just in my heart of hearts. It was so sad. I was debating it for months and months and months. And finally my good friend, Alison Fuchs, uh, got engaged and she had remembered I'd done I'm sorry I'm talking about this for so long but she had remembered that I did drag in college and she for her bachelorette party just wanted me to do drag and she had like a fake pageant because she's a former Miss New York and um that was the day I started doing drag again it was so crazy my one year anniversary is July 11th we're right around the corner kind of crazy how would you describe Sky in three words Sky is your stoner cosplay introvert. (laughs) I love it. it. So, I want to know the origin story of both names. Okay. Allegra Valentine, plain and simple, the first pet, so my first dog, his name was Allegro, so you gotta conjugate it for a female, of course. course, I'm Italian. So, Allegro, Allegra. And then, the street I grew up on was... Uh, Fillmore. So it was Allegra Fillmore. And I was like, oh, God, that is a drag name if I've ever heard one. So I was like, no, not Fillmore. I was like, okay, what do I want to do? And I was like, well, I really want to be a cosplay queen, even back then. And my favorite anime character of all time is my Valentine from the Yu-Gi-Oh! series. Uh And so I was like, Allegra Valentine, let's do this. And that's how she was born. And... She was born for way too long, uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, and then Skywalker, basically. So for those of you who don't know, I tore my hamstring. So sad uh, and so embarrassing. I tore it at Keisha Carr's boot camp during a competition. And it was just, oh, such a terrible moment. But also such an incredible moment. Because up until that time, I had not really made a name for myself. I was doing drag. I had gotten the show at Hardware, um, but no one knew who Allegra was, and I hadn't really done anything yet besides win Drag Wars. And I went to do Keisha's Cars Boot Camp, and I did this number, and I was like, I'm not going to do a jump split. I It's, you know... I was, that was my crutch at the time. Every number, every performance, I was doing a jump split. And I was like, that's just so not who I am. I'm not a jump split kind of girl. No offense, but like... I, like, I'm not a dancer. Like, when you see me move, you don't think, oh, she's going to do a jump split. And I didn't stretch. I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to just focus on the number. And I got so nervous. I have such high anxiety. I did it. I tore my hamstring. And I, it was the most pain I've ever been in my whole life. My whole right leg went black and blue. Um, I didn't have health insurance. And I couldn't go to the doctor. Luckily, my cousin is a sports medicine doctor, thank God, and he, like, helped me out, but I really was, like, so in a bad place. Thank- Shout out to the clique who, like, really helped me, but we were all sitting there, and I was, like, basically crying to them, being like, what am I gonna do? I can't do sh- jump splits anymore, like, I don't know what, like, I'm gonna do for all my numbers, all my numbers, like, the accents have splits in them, and Poppy literally looked at me, and she goes, what 
is the conversation you are trying to have about drag. She says, what is your point of view? What are you adding to drag that no other drag queen is adding? And he's like, if you don't have an answer to that, you don't need to be doing drag. And that hit me so hard. And I was like, you are so right. If this is what I want to do, if this is bringing me so much joy and I want to add to this conversation, what am I trying to say? And that's when I looked at her and I said, well, I really was been thinking of changing my name. And they're like, to what? And I was like, to Skywalker. And they were like, you dumb bitch, do it. That is the, because my name is Luke. Like yeah. that is the best. They were like, that is the best drag name for you ever. And I'm named, my parents named me after Star Wars because they're giant nerds. There you go. Yeah. And it literally in a second, I changed my name. And that day, that moment, I changed my handle. I was like, you're right. I'm Skywalker. There you go. Uh, How long does it take to transform into Sky? Um... Now, I would say it's from full transformation, like hips, pads, makeup, everything, corset, I, it's three hours. Because I'm still really new to this. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, my one year is next uh, next month. Um, and I like to not rush myself. The tendency for Skywalker is to have high anxiety. Uh, so I don't like to rush myself. I like to have a good time. I like to smoke. I like to chill. I like everything to be laid out. And if I finish early, amazing. But three hours. Do you have like certain things you listen to when you're getting ready? Yeah, or? I have like my vibe playlist. I love Casey Musgraves, yes. SZA, Childish Gambino. I love anything with a vibe. Nice. Mm-hmm. I love to really like zone out and like get artsy. What are some of your favorite makeup products that you use? Oh, Derma Blend. Derma Blend. Derma Blend Foundation. Honestly, so incredible. Uh, I love Jeffree Star Cosmetics. His palettes are incredible. Um, so I don't know why, but someone came to my show and was just like, I love you, and gave me a full bag of Kevin Aquan makeup. And oh, I was like, okay, for cool. no reason. Sure. Shout out to Josh. Um, and so I use so much Kevin Aquan too. But that's my top three. Kevin Aquan, Derma Blend, Jeffree. It's nice when people give you shit. You know, I'm out here... A brand new queen trying to hustle pussy popping for pennies. So if you got free shit from me, I'm really thankful. All right. So this is a question that I normally ask, but it also came in the fan corner mm. from RachXOXO3. Who is your drag inspired by? Wow. Um, I Hi, Rachel. I love you. Um, I know who that is. She's such a supportive girl. Um, who is my drag inspired by? I don't know if it's a who. Uh, my drag is really heavily inspired by the fantasy world. And what that means for me is anything that there is a hero. So that ranges from the caped characters, the caped crusaders, all the way to the fantasy girls, like the Lord of the Rings girl. The Lord of the Rings is my favorite trilogy. I My drag is really inspired by, like, like, you know, being bullied as a little kid, you always wanted to be a superhero. And I think that's where my yeah, drag comes from. Absolutely. Being like all of the girls that I played as like Chun-Li and all them, like that's where the drag really is rooted from. You mentioned your first time out was during college. Mm-hmm. But what was Sky's first gig? Oh, my mom was at Sky's first gig. It was really a beautiful thing. I, um, I have the most amazing parents in the world, but as I've already said coming to terms with drag, especially back then in a very different world, was just a little, uh, they didn't understand fully. And 
when I started to do drag this time around, I was so much more confident. I knew exactly who I was. No one was going to tell me that I wasn't going to do it, nor would they have. So my mom, the first time she saw me in drag was Sky's first performance. And it was sometime in December, I think, at Woman Crush Wednesday. I uh, did, I dressed up as Kill Bill <clears throat> and I did a Kill Bill number and I was just like, uh, I didn't dress up as Kill Bill. You know who I meant. <laughs> you know who I meant. Um, and I just announced, I was like, you know, I this is always what I wanted to do. I've always wanted to be these nerdy characters that we love and adore and live this fantasy world. And this is who I'm going to be. And my mom came up to me after the show with tears in her eyes. And she goes, this is really what you've meant to do your whole life. And I'm so proud of you. And then she adds, but you should just get a little bit of dance lessons. And I was like, you are so rude, mom. That's funny. Oh, my mom is so funny. Just get into a dance class, honey. Well, did you have any dance classes before you won the title of Miss Barracuda? Oh, Miss Barracuda. No, but I didn't dance. Thank God. Well, for those who don't know, you just recently won uh, Miss Barracuda. I'm your current reigning Miss 2019. What? What was that experience like? Let me tell you, Miss Bar- I did Miss Barracuda because uh, Poppy Lemon and Vix really pushed me to do Miss Barracuda because I was struggling so hard with. Th- I was struggling really hard with the perception anxiety, which is something that's so crazy that I never thought that I would have. But I was afraid of how everyone coming to our show would think of me. So I was. I was giving myself six hours to do my makeup. So scared for just a regular show. Um, But I just think that's... With anyone who has anxiety, you're going to come into that. So they were like, do a competition. If you do a big competition, it will teach you that the shows are supposed to be fun. That you can let the anxieties go and have an incredible time because you're having a good time. So I did Miss Barracuda because it was comic book theme. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was like, no matter what they throw at me, I know that I will have a reference and I'll have a point of view. So at least I'll have that. And it was so crazy. It was so hard. We only got a week. We only, I mean, we basically got all of the categories at once, but we didn't know what they were going to be. Like, we, you got gowns, and obviously, but you didn't know if it was going to be superhero-themed, villain-themed, what it was the, the criteria is going to be. So it was really fucking hard. And um, my first week, I got some of the lowest scores, which is so funny. Basically, I had... Shout-out to Viva Vidalia, who made all of my costumes for Miss Barracuda, uh, who literally, when I decided to do it, I was like, Viva, like... If you could just help me with some things, like, I, I don't have a lot of money, but I will, of course, pay you for, like, uh, one really good dress rather than three, like, things you have to rush. And she literally looks at me and she goes, um, don't worry about it. I believe in you. I believe that you're going to win. I have your back. And I, like, couldn't have done it without her. So I reach out to her and I'm like, I think I want to do Aquawoman. I want to do a, uh, like, a fish scale bodice with a fisherman's net cape. Uh, a fisherman's net train that's attached like a peplum. And I'll do long hair and I'll do this whole like sea goddess look. And then the night before, God, I'm so dumb. But the night before I was like, you know, what if I did Gandalf? What if, you know, I wasn't feeling Aquaman. I like, uh, I've come a long way in my makeup, but at the time, like, I still was like, I don't know if I'm like pretty enough to just do a fishy look, <laughs> literally. 
So I was like, you know, I think I want to do something more that is so 100% Skywalker. I want to do a Gandalf the Grey into the Gandalf White reveal. And I did. And I got no points. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. You know, it's a learning lesson. I, I basically, and they were right. They said that it wasn't a swimsuit. However, the, uh, so here's some tea, but it's not actually tea. I found out the judges did not get the, um, the guidelines. Wow. Another competition where the judges don't get guidelines. Yeah. Was I just on a panel for a competition? Oh my God. So they didn't get the prompt. They got, you are judging a superhero swimsuit. That's all they got, which is, uh, they wanted it to be unbiased. I love that. What we got was superhero swimsuit. Think out of the box. Think Mario goes to a pool party. Yeah. I was giving you Gandalf went to a pool party in like this chiffon two piece. But I got no points. Well, I don't know if I got no points. I'm sure I got some points. Yeah, I'm sure I got some points, but I did really bad. Um, I did really, really bad. And I only know that I did really bad, not because any of the judges told me, is because, like, <laughs> friends of mine have been, like, talking to people who were there who had talked to the judges and was like, oh, my God, Sky's our friend. And they were like, she did so bad. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. So it was so scary. I had basically found out not found out, but my friends had told me, like, hey, girl, like, you did really bad this week. Like, you really have to step your pussy up if you're going to win. And I didn't care about winning. I cared about embarrassing myself because I had already embarrassed myself at Keisha's boot camp, I feel, like, tearing my hamstring. So I was like, all right, I'm going to look at these fucking prompts. I'm going to look at only what the judges get, and I'm going to serve. Yeah. And I did. There you go. I, I really did. I, like put all of my time, all of my money, all of my efforts into those three weeks. It was wild. Like, it was really the most stressful time so far in my drag career because we... Gowns was not hard because obviously Viva Vidalia, but um, I had reached out to a cosplayer friend of mine as well to get the incredible staff and headpiece that I used to do my... So, second week was evening gowns, villain evening gowns, and I did a... Witch doctor, high so they, it was high fashion evening gown, but a villain. So I did a velour witch doctor, um, Rita Repulsa from Power Rangers, uh, and it was incredible. Viva Vidalia, man, just an incredible, incredible artist. Uh, and she just made it, and I was, she's like, "What do you want it?" And I was like, "I want it to be Rita Repulsa if she was melting, so everything was down and everything was elongated, and it was so gorgeous." I ended up winning that week, uh, tied with uh, Salmonella, I believe, for gowns. Uh, and then week two, uh, no, week three was video, and that's where I knew I was gonna kill it because so. Britta had told me, she goes, before the competition even started, she goes, week three, the video portion is the make or break of everyone. She said, every time I've seen it, the person who wins murders week three. And I'm a TV and film actor. So I was like, I'm going to kill this. And they were like, make a dating video. And I was like, oh my God, you want the one, the lonely to make a dating video? I got you, bitch. 
and I made a like so me but so dumb Skywalker dating video who is just in love with her brother Luke who won't give her the time of day and who lives with her parents and has seven dogs and fully thinks that she is a Jedi when she's not Uh, I ended up winning that week too tied with Heidi Ho and then performance came around and I did um my video game number, uh, which is like my favorite thing of all time. I lip sync I Need a Hero while playing through four classic N64 games. Uh, and wow, that's the whole journey. That was it? That was it. Wow, I just talked for so long. What do you think the biggest takeaway for you from the competition was? Wow, drag is amazing. I really, Miss Barracuda really taught me to love drag. And as funny as that is for a drag queen to say, I love drag, but it, it really was giving me so much anxiety to perform. Yeah. Uh, and I think that came, I think it comes from the idea that everyone is looking at you when no one is looking at you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so unimportant. And that's what Miss Barracuda taught me. Like, no one knows who you are. Just have a good time. Drag is incredible. Don't let the anxiety of how people are going to perceive you stop from what you, from what you're doing. Uh, And I think that first week really helped me. Like, even though I got, like no points like it really was like sky i loved that gandalf the gay i loved it and it every week i realized more and more it's like oh wow i really do love this and if i just like let go a little bit i can have so much fun with this yeah yeah what new york city drag queen that you've yet to work with is on your dream list honestly holly box springs i say that every time holly box springs i have never got to work with and i've bartended her show for many years three years now um and i I don't know. Like this is a little funny. Um, she didn't follow me on Instagram for so long, and I was—I've been friends with her for so long, and it wasn't until I won Miss Barracuda that she followed me. Oh, wow. Um, but I love Holly so much, and I think that she is so fierce. Like I think she's the original comic book queen. Uh, like she inspired me to do comic book stuff. And her Phoenix number and her Poison Ivy number, like, I really think she is just incredible. And I would love to work with her. Yeah, that would be fun. I really do. And I think she's hilarious. Well, I want to talk about your uh, show at Hardware. Oh! Woman Crush Wednesday. Mm-hmm. You, Lemon, Didi Fuego. Every Wednesday uh, a Hardware Bar. Such a good time. Tell us about it. It's incredible. So, oh, let me rearrange. Basically, <laughs> we... Um, Around the time that I won Drag Wars, a week after I won Drag Wars, uh, we got the call because they had been looking to take a, their money. So Pieces and Hardware are the same owners. Pieces has a drag show on Mondays, a drag competition for girls called Drag Wars, hosted by Shaquita, which is blown up, rightfully yeah. so. Uh, but the reason it's blown up is because that's where Women Crush Wednesday came from. They wanted to choose... Uh, winners of Drag Wars and give them a show. Uh, And they had wanted that for a few months. And when I won, they were like, we think we have our three girls. We want three girls that are on the rise. Uh, Not to say that I am on the rise, but like newer girls that haven't made a name for themselves yet who will, will, you know what I mean? Like that they saw that there was raw talent there. And they gave it to us. And (sighs) that promo photo is just... I had my eyelashes on, the wrong eyes. It's so sad. Oh my God. It's so sad. Time I was for a new one. It, we are. We're reshooting it next week. Uh, kind of a Woman Crush Wednesday 2.0. Uh, but 
yeah, I had only been doing drag for three months when we caught that show, and I didn't know anything, man. Uh, I didn't know anything, but I will say the show has still always been good. Every week, we do a new opening number or... Excuse me, the champagne. Um, or we do an uh, incredible opening number that we've like really rehearsed, and it's so fun. And we give you group numbers and shenanigans, and we're all so different. I really think it's a really fun night out in drag. And now that like here we are, almost a, all of us, we've almost had the show almost a year. Um, maybe not. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Time is wild. Um, but it's it's really gotten to such a place where. It's nothing like it was, but also at the same time, everything. And that's why we're reshooting it. I'm so excited. My birthday show's this Wednesday. Yay. It's going to be so good. What can we expect from this show that you can't see anywhere else in New York City? I would say that... Ooh, that's such an interesting question. Because there is so much drag in New York City. But I think what you get from our show, which is so wonderful, that I think that you don't get at a lot of other shows, is that our show is a celebration of uh, what makes us different. Like, uh, and maybe you do get that at other places, of course, but I really love the fact that we are also instinctly different in our drag, and we are opening numbers, we find a way to combine all of our talents and um, highlight all of our strengths, and then in in our individual numbers, sorry, God, speaking is so hard. (laughs) It is. Uh, And in our individual numbers, I just think we do such a good job of like really showing who we are every single time, which I love. I'm a nerd, Lemon's a slut, and Dee Dee's walking art. That's that's a summation. What's next with the show? What What do you want to see? What do you want to do next with it? So I... I really love the direction it's going. You know, it's really hard to get people in on a Wednesday, sure. especially when you're newer queens. A Wednesday slot is a hard slot, yeah. especially competing with The Help, which is such a incredible show. Um, but we've been getting steadily and steadily you're so much busier. And I think that has a lot to do, obviously, that we're all like out there competing and getting our name out there. But we've been putting so much time and effort into uh, highlighting. Like at first we were like, let's all dress the same. Let's all wear similar colors. But lately we've been like, let's all have like a similar vibe, but let's all stick to our own aesthetic and really highlight that. And we've been really doing such a great job of that. And we, we still look like sisters. Yeah. So I'm really excited for more like individuality and uh we're bringing a lot of newer group numbers which i'm really excited about yeah all right we're gonna play this or that okay fun ready yeah wait let me take a hit yeah take a hit where'd it go we're here we're smoking weed um this is my uh ted talk about weed i think weed is wonderful for anxiety i agree all right this or that let's start off with beach or pool oh uh pool tattoos or piercings piercings hugs or kisses Kisses. Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. Christmas or Halloween? Christmas. Buzz Lightyear or Woody? Buzz. Taco Bell or Chipotle? Chipotle. Oh, yeah. Hot coffee or iced coffee? Iced coffee, never hot coffee. If you drink hot coffee, you're a top, and I want nothing to do with you. But also, (laughs) fuck me. (laughs) Oops. Um, Ice cream or cake? Uh, Ice cream cake. (laughs) There you go. Single and rich or partnered and poor? Single and rich, honey. Fuck boys. Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation, follow me, Skywalker1928. <laughs> Marvel or DC? Marvel. Pokemon or Digimon? Ooh, um, Pokemon. 
Captain Planet or Power Rangers? Oh, wow. That's a selfish choice, but Power Rangers. Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Wars. And finally, Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings. I love Harry Potter, but Lord of the Rings is the best trilogy of all time. I want to go inside the music, behind the music a little bit. Yeah, please. What is your signature number, and how did it become your signature number? I love that. So I I think I have two. So they refer to me as the one, the lonely Skywalker, uh, mostly because I am violently single. Everyone keeps telling me that I'm trade, and yet no one will fuck me. It's so ridiculous. I, I hear that too. <laughs> oh, wait, no. <laughs> That's a lie. Uh, everyone on the other end of this podcast who knows me, like, no one thinks your trade lemon <laughs> fuck you um uh so i have this number uh zara larson's uh ruin my life which is one of my favorite songs of all time it's beautiful it's like the vibiest stoner song uh and it just gives you all of the underlining is i miss you because you destroy my life you know what i mean like how sad yeah. and it's like mixed with all of those funny like breakups and stuff so that one but more more me is my video game number which is like so heavy like i have so many props i start with super mario i go into mortal Kombat. i have two fans living the house down uh and i basically i've taken all of the like sound effects and i've put them in the number so i literally play through as the character i have a sword and shield for super smash brothers it's wild so that one and i think it happened on miss barracuda uh it was um i won by one point and uh, performance was times four. And even though I didn't win performance, I think I, I people were very, had never, most of the people there yeah. had never seen me perform. Most of the people there never heard of me. So that was like a really like, oh, fuck moment. And they were like, follow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where do you find your inspiration when you create mixes? Honestly, uh, more recently, it's been so much of, I'll listen to music and I'll love the song so much that I'll just want to perform it. And that's the catalyst of like, what story does this tell for me? Um, And a lot of it comes from just like my life and the fact that I'm such a huge nerd. Like I genuinely read comics every day. I play video games every day. uh, And there's so much material there. Nice. Yeah. Okay. You've cosplayed many geeky characters. I love. Who's next? So... On Wednesday, I will be cosplaying Zatanna from the Justice League. For those of you who don't know, Zatanna is a uh, witch in the DC universe. <clears throat> she becomes in the, she's in the depending on which universe of DC you listen to, she's either in the Young Justice or she's in the Justice League. Um, but she's basically like a stage magician. She has this like kind of like Courtney. Um, axe tuxedo thing like it's like black and white tuxedo with the bow tie very masculine but like very feminine Uh, and she looks like a stage magician but she's a real witch yeah so I'm doing that on Wednesday hopefully I'll like get some really cute photos yeah all right, so we're going to play the Cameo game show. Okay. Do you know Cameo? No. So Cameo, if you're not familiar with the website, you can book a celebrity to record a message for you or a loved one. <gasps> oh my God, this price. is so fun. But each celebrity has a different cost. Work. In this game, you'll have to guess who costs more. Oh, fun. Okay, right? this is fun. First up, Sean Astin or Dominic Monaghan? Oh my God, I don't know who either of those people are. From Lord of the Rings. Oh my god, you'll learn this very quickly about me. I w- don't know names. Names are the hardest thing for me. I'm like, oh, Legolas? Um, I don't have time. Uh, 
I'm gonna say Dominic because that's such a sexy name. No, it's Sean Astin. Sean Astin, okay. Two hundred dollars for Sean Astin. Whoa. Monahan, one twenty. Okay, who did Sean play? Um, he's the best friend. I don't. Sam. Okay. Oh, Sam. What? Okay. Yeah. Next is David Yost, the Blue Ranger. Okay. Or David Fielding, who played Zordon. I love that now you're giving me characters. You're incredible. Mm -hmm. Uh, definitely the. Uh, Zordon. No, fifteen dollars for him. Blue Ranger, sixty bucks. Really? Is it because he's gay? Maybe. Ugh, only fans. <laughs> for real. Um. Next up is Tay Diggs or Tom Felton. Um. I probably see Tom Felton, right? Yeah. Three hundred thirty-three dollars. He's really hot. Uh. Tay Diggs, only fifty bucks. What? There you go. Oh, sorry, Tay. Um. Next is Jonathan Bennett or Daniel Fr Franzese. Hmm. Do you know who they are? Yeah. Um. I'm gonna say. Franzese. It's a trick. They're both hundred bucks. Really? Yeah. I wonder. I wonder what the rating is. I, I'm wondering. They, they get to pick their prices. So it's basically just like some girl being like, "I fucking hate that bitch." You can get a message for ten dollars if you want. I mean, maybe. I love that. Next up is Willem or Shangela. Oh. Well, I probably Willem. Willem I feel like is super fame. Um, Shangela is one twenty-five. Willem. $69. Really? I think he just wanted 69 Oh, T. I think so, too. Yeah, because Willem is so famous. I mean, Shangela is also so famous. Yeah. The Next is Marty Gold Cummings or Ruby Rue. Oh, my God. The shade of it all. I am going to say that uh, Ruby is more expensive only because she'll, she can. <laughs> $15 for Ruby, 10 for Marty. Ah, uh, see. Everyone go buy them, please. Yeah, go buy them. And then finally, how much can you get a cameo from... Frankie Grande for. Oh, wow. Frankie, who was at Hardware last night. Um, yes. With his mom. So cute. Um, I'm going to say he's like a four easy payments of $49.99. No, it's $100, Frankie Grande. Wow, that's yeah. reasonable. That's a good yeah. price. All right, are you ready for some tea time? Oh, I'm so ready for tea time. I'm so nervous. Don't be nervous. Oh, I'm so nervous. Don't, okay. Don't be nervous. I, I think... Spill the tea if you want. Uh, no, I think I'm more nervous because I'm so new to drag that some of the girls you've said, I'm like, I have no idea who that is. And I don't want to be, I don't want to offend anyone. If I don't know who you are, I'm so sorry. Let's hang out. Well, well I, I think we'll, we'll be okay. Okay. You know? These are people you know, you hung out with. Okay, you, good. You, you've shared stages with, you compete Oh, against. I love. Okay, good. So we're going to start off with Britta Filter. Oh, Britta. Britta is my actual, like, friend. Like, not a drag sister. Like, just a beautiful human being who is my roommate and who is in my life, who I cherish so deeply, Jesse. Um, and it's so funny because people are always like, oh, I bet he helps you so much with drag. And I was like, not at all. When I said I wanted to be a drag queen, he literally was like, girl, girl, let me tell you something. You can do all the drag you want, but I'm not fucking helping you. And I was like, you're right. And she basically was like, if you want to do this, do it because you want to do it, not because I gave you a handout. Yeah. And I loved that so much. And now that I have like proven myself, she is now like, well, yeah, of course, you have proved to me that you love this and want to do this and that you're good at it. What can I help you with? And she's, amazing. she's incredible. She really is. She's a titan. I love using that word for drag queens who I really is inspire me, titan, because I feel like it's so powerful. She has 18 gigs this week. You know what I mean? Like, she is a titan. She's a powerhouse, and she doesn't complain, and I just love her, man. Or sleep. She does not sleep. She really doesn't. I love that bitch. Next up is Jasmine Rice LaBeja. Ah, oh, Jasmine Rice LaBeja. Jasmine, it, I just feel like you look at Jasmine, and you're always like, that 
bitch is so good at drag. Like, that that is the embodiment of what you'd expect from a LaBeisha. Like, always corseted, always body right, always face beat, always looks. You know what I mean? Uh, I've As much as there are are queens that you want to be best friends with jasmine rice labeja is the queen you want to be like that is like perfection like from head to toe i really really hope that her and like i want a lot of people to get on drag race but i think her and britta really would do so great on that show really they just kill it man next we have tina burner tina uh tina i said it the night of i'll say it again thank you so much for probably the coolest competition of all time. Tina's another Titan. I think that for me, like the Titans are like Tina, Jasmine, Keisha, Britta, Holly. Like there are so many girls that I inspired to be like, and she, they just work so hard and they set such a good example. Um, I think that it's really nice to have an example. Cause it's not always been the case to have an example that has been so, you know, not like kind, but like just, generous to the generation below you like so sweet so nice so accommodating like maybe not like your best friend maybe doesn't want to kiki all the time but like that's great like that's someone that you can be inspired by that's someone you can look up to next we have laguna blue oh goons Uh, i saw her last night at vix's show just such a handsome man first and foremost i want to say that because i think david is so handsome and he always is like oh you don't think i'm handsome you're just saying that and i'm like no you're so handsome david um and then laguna just so incredibly beautiful i say all the time that i would really love a makeup lesson from laguna but she's just too busy She's so busy. And she's, for me, she's a very inspiring person. Really inspiring. Like, so generous and so kind. Like, what a, what a example, man. Next up is Jan Sport. Ah, Miss Sport. Ah, Jennifer. Love that girl. Uh, was that hardware at her show last night? Got to see her perform Thank You Next in front of, um, her, uh, Ariana Grande's mom and hold Ariana Grande's mom's hand when the lyric came up. Like, what a cool, cool moment. Like, she is really, like, taken what she loves about drag and just skyrocketed, man. I mean, most followed drag queen in New York City, you don't get that way for no reason. Yeah. Like, really, really killed it. And at such a young age and handling it so well, like, really impressive. Love her. Next, Rosé. Oh, Rosé. I, uh, Rosé is just so fucking funny. And it's so great because she, I never get to see them perform because unfortunately I bartend like Thursday, Friday. I've always bartended then. And I used to be able to see her show on Mondays at Boxers Washington Heights. Unfortunately, now it's on Wednesday, so I can't see it. But those Mondays I got to go were like some of the only times I've actually seen Rosé perform. And she is just so fucking funny. And everything she touches is gold. And I I think that that can be said for... And I think that's why they do so well. Those girls do so well because they all are uniquely themselves. And they all are uniquely together. And, you know, it's just... what What a thing to see. Like... I, I don't want to mention names, but you you know that when anyone does really well, there are going to be people who are not doing well that hold a grudge 
hold resentment that hate them. And that's just tea. It happens in dance, it happens in acting, happens in singing. If you are not at the top, sometimes you're going to be a little mean. And people want to shit on them, but, like, girls, fucking fuck it up. Like, y'all have done so much. Like, incredible shit. Yeah. On the voice, you know what I mean? Incredible shit. Next we have Didi Fuego. Oh, Miss Fuego. I loved, I think that Woman Crush Wednesday has been so empowering for me personally because Didi and Lemon have just taught me so much. Like being able to be around people who are so good at their craft at such, uh, when I am at such a young age in my career, like only like meeting her three months in has been so wonderful because she really like, she can do a ballad and she will every moment, it's like Sasha Velour. She says everything from my head to my toe to the nail, to the eyelash, has been thought about. And I think the same can be about Didi Fuego. She can do a, a ballad that's just one song all the way through, but she's thought about every moment in that song. And yep. that's an incredible thing to have, because not a lot of girls do that. Nope. No. Next we have Salmonella. Mm. Selma fucking Nella, my gym partner. Uh, I... <laughs> we always say, wow, Salmonella got robbed of Miss Barracuda. Like, just... Mm, I will say this all the time. She is so good at drag. And it's so crazy to me that she had did Miss Barracuda, Miss Hell's Kitchen, Lady Liberty, back to back to back. Uh, and just every single time showed up with an immensely impressive package. Like, I don't know how she did it. I did two out of the three and I was at my wits end. Uh, really incredible a genuinely wonderful person. I see her at the gym all the time and she is always cackling, making me cackle on that fucking treadmill. God, she's so funny. Just like horror zingers and such a great person. She's going to come over and smoke and we're going to be best friends because I love her. Yes. Next up is Free the Drag Queen. Free the Drag Queen. Ugh. Free is so great, man. I knew Free when Free was Alfredo uh, and Alfredo used to be security at pieces when I was the bartender. So I've known Free for a while and uh, Alfredo did his gaming channel, which kind of inspired me to do my gaming channel. Uh, I hope he'll be on it. Uh, and also someone who I think is just like really figuring out exactly what he wants to do and that's just so exciting to see miss barracuda was so incredible for i mean he learned to sew th during that competition i believe he banged out like some really cool looks that he sewed himself like what an incredible thing to do yeah. in such a short amount of time i still don't even know how to sew like fuck like it's so hard um yeah also did lady liberty like someone who's like just been banging it out really competing next up is jacqueline hyde jacqueline oh jacqueline we've hooked up we have. There's a tea. Yeah, there's a tea. I have no shame when it comes to. Uh, we were out once, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Jacqueline Huff, I hooked up." And she's like, "You're telling people that?" I was like, "Why would I not tell people that?" And she's like, "I don't know. I, I just expect you not to." Do. And I'm like, oh, "Like, I smoke weed. I don't care, man. Like, uh, every I'm an open book. Uh, incredible. I feel like she's um, just booked all the time. She has like five gigs a week, which is incredible. Like she blew up so quickly. I feel like yesterday I was doing uh cherry Poppins's show with her at the Stonewall, And I turn around and she's like the most booked girl in Queens. Like fucking kill it, man. Love her. Incredible talent, incredible voice, incredible person. Well, I don't know if you say this name three times, if she'll appear, but <gasps> cherry Poppins. Oh my God. Cherry Poppins, cherry Poppins, cherry Poppina. Um, Hey girl. Uh, she is, uh, she put me in drag. 
So when I have say my one year anniversary in drag, I say uh, my drag wars win because uh, I really think that was the first night like I went out in drag. But for the bachelorette party, Cherry Poppins painted me. She gave me a good old big red wig. I felt my fantasy. Uh, it was so funny. She's someone who like ah, uh, she just seems so happy. I'm so happy for her. You know, I haven't seen her in a while. I actually ran into her on the street and we smoked a blunt on the street. Just chill. She's like, I have a joint. You want to smoke on this stoop? I was like, yeah, sure. Uh, and we got to catch up, but she just seems so happy. I'm so happy for her. She's doing her thing at the West End. She just texted me. She wants me to be in something. She said details <laughs> coming later. Like work. She's booked. Yeah. Kill it, sis. Next up, Ruby Roo. Ugh, Miss Ruby Roo. My drag mother. Um, I feel like you pick your drag mom for very specific reasons. And I know, I knew the moment I wanted Ruby Roo to be my drag mom. I get to bartend her show every Friday. And if you don't know Ruby, if you do know Ruby, what you do know is that Ruby Roo is the host of all hosts. She can really turn a room like it, it, she's so funny she's so witty everything that comes out of her mouth is gold and she inspires me to be good on the mic and i think that if you're a drag queen who's gonna have a weekly you gotta learn how to be good on the mic you know as fierce as you want to be if you're gonna talk you gotta be good on the mic and when i first started doing drag i was like i want to be that like even if i'm not the fiercest girl in the room i want you to laugh at me every time i open my mouth and i really think she uh, has taught me so much she gave me my first makeup lesson she gave me my gown for miss barracuda and she gave me my gown for lady liberty like really been at my side always buys me my tights because she has a discount at capizio like go. really like such a good mom and like she doesn't have a lot of time because she's booked but the time she has if i ask for it she's there nice yeah Next up is Poppy. Oh, God, that rancid bitch. I just, I miss her so much. She's doing so well. Like, she it's is. so great to I mean, see. Talk her. about books and blessed. I know. Francisco. You know, here's the thing about New York New York is not for everyone. And that's not to say that she couldn't have made it here in New York. New York just literally wasn't for her. Like, uh, she, San Francisco, that vibe just settles with her it resonates with her soul like she moved out there and it was like she could breathe easily yeah. she has a beautiful like little house with her beautiful boyfriend and they have their beautiful life and she's able to focus on the things that she wants which is a like having a home but also being a superstar and like here it's like she had to deal with roommates she had to deal with the train like it was just so many things that were not poppy and she can just flourish, and I think we've seen it. Her Instagram yeah. is lit. And I really... Res I, it's so funny because the clique, as much as we are stupid bitches, they are my best friends. Like, they are... They come to my side at times when I they shouldn't because I'm awful. Like I, like I've said, I have such high anxiety and it really takes over. And it's so hard. To, I really say it's so hard to be my friend because when it's bad, it's bad. And they never for a moment leave my side. Um, even at the worst of times. And they really inspire me. I mean, they, when, when you have a friend who will look at you and be like, I'm sorry, but what are you trying to add to drag rather than coddle you and say like, no, do it. Like, that's a friend. And she really does that for me. And she inspires me. And we have conversations all the time. She she says, where's your drag going? What do you want to do? How are you going to evolve? And to surround yourself with people that are asking you where you want to go rather than celebrate where you've been is like my favorite thing in the world. Amazing. Yeah. Poppy, you're incredible. Next, Vix. Ah, uh, Vix. Vixine. God, I saw her one woman show last night. 
it's her uh, green room debut uh, for her birthday. And when I say, uh, I cried so hard. And Vincent Cooper came up to me and he was like, how stoned are you? Like, are you, why are you so emotional? And I was like, first of all, I'm always stones. How dare you? Uh, and I was like, no, I'm just so, I was, I, I, as a person who was there simply to celebrate my friend, I know how anxiety, how much anxiety she could have had for that. And the show went as the best possible scenario. She was hysterical every time she opened her mouth to introduce the songs. She sounded like an angel. Every note, it was like a pin drop. People were listening so intently. And there were straight people from the hotel that showed up that were just there, like married couples. They were just there because they were at the hotel. And she won them over so quickly. It, it was really inspiring to see, like, my best friend succeed so well at something I know that she wanted so badly to do. And she's just her... She premieres her karaoke night tomorrow. Like, it's really incredible. Like, she really is a powerhouse and I think that people are finally getting able to hear her sing more and she opens her mouth and it's just pure gold I love you and she really teaches she taught me so much about makeup oh my god I was such a scary looking drag queen oh god I really did I looked so bad for so long and it's really nice to have friends that will again tell you hey bitch you look so bad can i please teach you because she's brilliant she is, she is a incredible makeup artist she is she's turned out some insane looks i mean she just did this um makeup party with her rose britta jan laguna alexis michelle and jasmine you know what i mean like like and her like what an incredible lineup yeah. and finally how can we not talk about lemon oh lemon that 92 pound uh woman lemon gives you life is an incredible human being um and it's just i really think that 26 has been the best year of my life because of the click and that is so gay uh but not uh, because of the click and because of drag because you know in college you you are in college. You have that community for four years. You kind of build a life. You like your friends all live near each other. And out of, when you get out of college, I feel like everyone uh, longs for a little bit of a sense of community that I think you find in drag. But drag is so big. It is. I think it's very hard nowadays to make a sisterhood. Um, you can have friends in drag, and I think everyone can get along. But it's very hard to have like a sisterhood. Yeah. Um, and I'm wearing my click necklace because that is really my drag family. Like I say it all the time when people are like, oh, what's the click? And I was like, oh, those are my drag sisters. That's my drag family. Uh, we're the house of click. It really is like lemon, you know, people, <laughs> I always say, if you don't know lemon, you probably think that she is full of herself because she's like, that's her, like, she's so beautiful and she's so, uh, full face Fenty beauty. You know what I mean? That is her. And she, it couldn't be f so far from the truth. She is so genuine and so kind. And her and I did our birth charts this week. And I just, 
I've learned so much about her that she just cares so deeply for her friends. It's really, being Lemon's friend is such a blessing because she cares more for her friends than she does her own self. And I think that is really nice. That's why we all, we all are that. We all care more about our friends than we do ourselves, which is why we're all put together because we needed someone to care about us. You know what I mean? And that's what a sisterhood is. Like you care so deeply for the people around you, for you forget to care for yourself. But if you have people that are also caring for you, it kind of balances itself out. Um, all we, uh, we smoke weed, we play Mario Kart. And if she wasn't a bottom, we'd probably be dating. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I fucking hate you. Why is drag important to the community in this time of pride? Wow. You know, drag around the world at all days is important in any scenario. And I'm going to talk specifically about my realm of drag. And I think that my niche of drag is that comic book video game world. Um, I'm starting my own uh, drag queen gaming channel on Twitch, live streaming on Twitch called Sky Games. And the reason I'm doing that is because there is so much toxic masculinity in the video game and nerd community that I don't think people understand. And I think that, um, I mean, if you online game, you will hear faggot like 10 times in a single match and a match is only 30 minutes long. It's really scary how uh, that world is just so ransacked with toxic masculinity with people that are only the big muscly characters like it's like it's really wild and i want my drag to investigate and um really like narrow in on that part of um our community that for some reason thinks that they need to be the big muscle man in order to be the strong and come in as this like bad ass fantasy inspired woman. And, um, I'm learning how to build like armor out of foam and like, I'm going to do like night looks. And like, I just think that it's so empowering to say that I am a beautiful man that dresses up like a woman. Uh, and I think that is strong for this community. You know what I mean? God, cause you go to those gaming conventions and it's so, you see like people in like rainbow shirts and you see the looks they get. And it's like, I, I need to, uh, be there and I need to defend that part of our community That's because great. if they, there is really no voice for that yeah. yet, That's especially wonderful. in gaming, man. Ugh. The things you hear on the online world. What is one personal fact about you that your fans wouldn't know? Oh, God, my one fan. Hey, Mom. Uh, (laughs) um, I think that... I mean, I've said it so much during this podcast, but I have very high anxiety and very low self-esteem. I used to be over 220 pounds. Uh, I am very, very, like, in shape now. I love the gym. I go to the gym every single day. But that came of having two eating disorders, sadly. I was anorexic for 10 years. And I was bulimic for 10 years. And I was a long fucking time. And I was anorexic for two And I am very vocal about that because I think that mental health is something that we are so scared to talk about, especially for some reason as men. Ah, Toxic masculinity sucks. Like we are so, so told as a young age to rub some dirt on it and walk it off. And it's not the case, man. So yeah, um, my Instagram comes across as very like, I smoke weed and play video games and I'm beautiful, but I am so... I am so low self-esteem. Like, if you hit on me at the bar, I'm going to probably cry. Really, for real. 
If you had to pick one New York City drag queen to be your partner on The Amazing Race, who would it be? Oh my god. The Amazing Race? <gasps> that is so funny. I would want to pick someone from the clique, but they're so unathletic. <laughs> they're so unathletic. <laughs> I take Lemon to the gym with me now, and watching her run is so funny. Um, oh my god. Who it? I mean, the first person that I thought of is, like, a muscle queen, like, someone who's so fit, like, misogyny. Uh But I think in my heart of hearts, I do want it to be someone like Poppy, who is, like, Poppy will be so fucking funny on that show. I'll do all the heavy lifting, and she'll be the brains. She'll be like, hey, we'll do this, this, because she's so smart. And she would be such good TV, because she's so dumb. Yeah. Uh, She's so smart, but she's so uh, dumb. And I'll just do the athletic things. It's fine. I was on the CrossFit team. I'm athletic. Mm -hmm. All right. You ready for the pop five rapid fire? Uh, Yes. I'm going to give you five pop culture-y things. Okay. You'll give me the first thing, word, story, phrase. Whatever you want to talk about. Love. First up, Taylor Swift's You Need to Calm Down. Um, (laughs) I hate that I like it. You know what I mean? I think it's a fun song and I like it. But I under I understand. Everyone is always like, they're pandering to the community. I was like, sometimes it's nice to have just yeah. like a gay song, you know? I know they're pandering. But like, I bet a little 14-year-old gay man in high school is living his little girl fantasy yeah. right now. Have you seen the music video? I know. It's so cute. It's so good. I know. So many gay icons. I For real. I Listen, I am skeptical as well. I understand your skepticism. But um, the little boy in me that longs to be accepted loves it a little bit (laughs) next up is the 2020 democratic candidates push to reverse gay men ban on donating blood work i love that absolutely i think that it is wildly outrageous that we cannot donate blood um wildly and um on the subject of 2020 i just feel like i have to say this i strongly feel for education reform in prisons so please watch out for that in our 2020 candidates because education is key to a happy society it's true next up is toy story 4 uh i'll cry i love a sad i'm just a full witch these days i've been wearing all black and i love sad songs i just think that around my birthday um i have this is not I've been single for five years, you know, and not that I'm narrowing in on it, but like, I just like feel around this time that I get a little witchy, I get a little black and like, I love Toy Story because it hits that nostalgic part of me and it always makes me sob like a little girl. Uh. Yeah, it's, it, it should be interesting. I know some of the reviews have not been so positive. So really? Yeah. Oh, no. Saying maybe we didn't need it. Oh, T. I mean, Toy Story 3 was perfect. It was perfect. It was perfect. And it hit us all in the... Like, we were all going to college at that time. At least I was. I'm 92. I was already done. You were already done. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought you were younger than me. That's really sweet of you. You look so much younger than me. Oh, oh wow. You have a baby wow. face. That's, oh my God, you're officially my favorite. Uh, you do. Oh my God. God I'm bless. Th- I'm 32. Really? Yeah. Honestly, good for you. Who are you? What are your genes? Where are you I, from? I, I, I'm an Irish Jew. I wow, be- you have such good genes. I think, uh, yeah. I'm Polynesian, so okay. I should stay 16 for another 20 years. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Even though I would never, people are always like, you can't say you're Polynesian, you're white. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, my mom's Hawaiian. Like, oh, but I am white, yes, yeah. but my, I will look 16 because I'm half Polynesian. Number four is the Big Brother 21 cast announcement. Um, I love Big Brother, but I think I love it. Uh, again, I'm not great with names, 
so they're all the same person for me. You know what I mean? They're all uh, personalities. Yes. I'm like, oh, the bitch, or oh, the guy who cooks in the kitchen a lot. You know what I mean? But I, I don't really learn anyone's name because, I mean, 21 seasons. It's like, that's going to be Drag Race at this point. You know what yeah. I mean? Um I hope not. Oh, God. Well, the, we just saw that there's going to be someone who's been on the Broadway stage. And I know. Tommy Bracco. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, um, my friend Brad just posted today that he was almost on it, that he got to the final casting call in Los Angeles and didn't make it. Damn. I know. Braddy, shout out to you next year. He was like, I'm so excited for next year. I'm like, you got this, girl. I want to be on so badly. Me too. I would love Big Brother. And finally, number five, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. <sighs> I am so excited. Yeah. Unpopular opinion. I love the new franchise. Yeah, it's pretty good. I do. I really enjoy it. Um, I think that, you know, it's... Here's the thing. They are not going... There's canon and there's not canon. Yeah. There are things that have been written. There are just timelines that they have that have already been spelt out, and they're so clearly ignoring that. For those of you who don't know, like... Luke Skywalker is and is basically supposed to become like a Force God and like restart the Jedi Order and become basically a beacon of the Force for many years. And Leia is supposed to basically become a Force Witch and like a sorceress of the Force. And they're clearly like touching on that, but not going in that direction. And like that's fine. They're pushing this Ray line, and and I like it. I do like it. I like anything Star Wars. Um, I think that you know the fans don't. L love it for certain reasons that I agree with, but I also think they do love it for certain reasons. Um, but more excitingly, the new Star Wars game looks incredible. Oh my god, the Lost Order! <gasps> uh, it's basically, um, right before the movies, basically, like there's this you play it, it's gonna be incredible. It comes out in November. Are you gonna have any plans to go down to Disney for Galaxy's Edge? I think so. I really want to. I just have to. I need to get down there. Like Skywalker, like it's not a gimmick. I love Star Wars. I Would you go to Disney and drag? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. My parents, like I said, named me Luke after Star Wars. And we, as a family, go to IMAX 3D releases of the opening night of the new movies together. And my mom was like, you should go in drag. And I was like, all right, yeah. let's do it. Let's have fun. Yeah. All right, fan corner time. Fan corner. Um, so this first question is from Arya Durchi. Hi, Arya. Uh, what would you name your drag daughter? Um, oh, good question. Um, I, I really would love, I thought about, I had a dream that I was, you know, of course, doing the makeover channel challenge, and her name was Anna Kin. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. So Skywalker and Anna Kin. Yeah. I'm here I would for like, it. or Anna, you know, something along, Anna, Anna Kin Walker. There you go. Yeah, there something go. like that. Pussy Willow wants to know. I love her. What happened to your gorgeous pink raincoat? Oh my god. <laughs> um so week 1, Miss Barracuda, uh I the click wasn't able to be there. They all had gigs, which is like booked and blessed and Poppy didn't live here. So I had to go by myself. And honestly, Pussy just calmed me down so much. I was such a nervous wreck. Ugh, and it was, I was shaking. I was so nervous. And she just calmed me down. And like, you know, Pussy and I aren't like best friends. We don't hang out all the time. But I just, I, I have a, like, a little like nod with Pussy. Because I just feel like we both genuinely care about people. Even if we don't know them on a, that level. Yeah. And she just held my hand and encouraged me. And at the end of the night, she was just wearing this jacket I had brought as a reveal jacket. And she, I was just like can you keep that? And she's like, what? And I was like, I just, thank you. You just really like 
you loved me today and I really needed it. And you just look so pretty in that jacket. And I would just love you to have it as a thank you. Um, I love you. Thanks for that day. Ugh, anxiety is crazy. Well, she's got a bunch more questions for you. Oh, T, work. Uh, the apocalypse is coming. Love. What's the main skill you're going to contribute to survive? So I have a sword under my bed. I do. I think that I would. So I'm a black belt uh, and I'm trained to do uh, six different weapons. I don't know if I haven't obviously weapon trained in a very long time, uh, but I can shoot a bow and arrow. Uh, I can do nunchucks. I can do swords. I can do a staff. I can do daggers. I can do throwing knives. Uh so I would fully be like a ninja. Like I have a sword, a f I have a real sword under my bed uh, in case of intruders because I would never use a gun. It's not my style. So I would be, because bullets, like what would happen? You know what I mean? If you just don't have bullets, you're effed girl. Yeah. I just watched Black Summer, uh, the Netflix zombie doc uh, movie. It is incredible. I binge watched all eight hours in one day. Um. Yeah. So I would... And I'm so funny. You would love to have me at your camp. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's the end of the world, but we can still kiki. Well, she wants to know, which New York City queen would you kai kai with? Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> there are a couple, honestly. Um, but who would be my first to kai kai with? Hmm. I'm taking this so seriously. <laughs> I'm like, who? Like, they would listen to this and fuck me. Fat chance. We're all bottoms. You know what I mean? Um, probably Miss Ogeny. Yeah. I think he's... I think he's really, really... I think his drag is great, which adds a layer of a sexiness, but he is also just very attractive. Yeah, true. Yeah. So, fuck, Mary kill. Hermione, Gandalf, Jean Grey. Work. Fuck, Mary kill. Hermione, Gandalf, Jean Grey. I think I'm gonna fuck Gandalf because he's the only guy. Okay. Um, and like, age is a number, girl. Give it to me, daddy. Uh, and I'd probably marry Hermione just because I, I'm already so unstable. Can you imagine me and Jean Grey? Like, she's like, hey, I think the Phoenix is coming. I'm like, hey, sorry, I'm a Gemini Cancer cusp with a triple cancer. I'm emotionally unavailable. <laughs> I gotta go. So yeah, Hermione is like enough. I feel like Hermione, I don't know her real birthday, but I feel like she's a, a Virgo or a Libra and she'd help me out. And finally, Pussy Willow wants to know, are you and Pussy Willow still married in the eyes of the Elvis culture? Wow, I think so. I thought about this the other day because... Um, Does Arya need to be worried? So this is my question. I was thinking about this the other day. It's really high. I said, it was Pussy dating Arya or... Are are their drag personas also dating? Oh, is my question. Because okay, 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 okay. I don't that that I don't know. You know the you know are, are their drag personas in love or are they in love? You know what I mean. Not that I would say you're in love. I don't know your relationship. Sorry if I'm putting pressure on things. Uh, but you know that's what I want to know first because I feel like we would still be married in the like I put those elf ears on and I also got a ring on my left hand. You know I'm ready. So I have my previous guest ask my current guest a question. Oh, nice. And this is a question from Mike Sullivan. Hi, Mike. Name the top two pivotal moments in your journey as an artist. Wow. My top two pivotal moments so far, I'll say um, number one is Keisha Carr's boot camp, tearing my hamstring. Uh, as embarrassing as it was and as horrible as that time was for me, um, I don't know if anyone's ever torn a hamstring, but I had torn it so bad my entire right leg had gone black and blue. Uh, basically it was, a, a, I could not walk. It was very scary, but 
uh, the doc, my doc, um, cousin, who's a doctor, had said the worst thing you could do is baby it. So I was walking on it constantly in so much pain, and it just made me think so much about how much drag meant to me and how desperately sad I was to lose it. Yeah. I was walking on my leg every day thinking like, you have to get better. You can't lose drag. Like drag 26 has literally been the best year of my life because I found drag. I really, really mean that it has done so much for me as a human being. And I was so scared of losing that. And it made me question everything. It was it made me question every intention and every reason why I'm doing it. And Skywalker was born, which is incredible. And then uh, number two, I would say, is Lady Liberty. So this past Lady Liberty um, was my first Lady Liberty. Uh, It was the first time my parents were... My dad was... My conservative dad was seeing me do drag. And it was also, like, a redemption moment because Keisha was a judge. And I got top five. I, like, really slayed it. I, um, you know, I rushed my... I fucked up my runway, of course, because I, again, so nervous. I not fucked it up. I just rushed through it. I was so nervous. I had never really done a walk walk besides Miss Barracuda. So I was just nervous and I, you know, got some points docked off. Um, But I did top five and, you know, Really, really slayed it. My, I did a Pennywise it number to Ariana Grande's Into You. I murdered a bunch of children, had a rip-off arm reveal, uh, built a Vicks painted. I got up this whole wooden thing built to be a sewer crate, and I came out of it. Like, it was just a moment where I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm kind of fierce. Like, I'm kind of really trying. And, like, my parents are here and Keisha's here. Like, it was a redemption moment for me. Amazing. So those two. Well, now is your turn to ask my next guest a question. Wow. So whoever is here, I have to ask you, would you fuck me? There you go. You know, just want to know. There. Listen, <laughs> I've been waiting for someone to ask a question. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just intrigued. There you go. That's the question. Yeah. Well, if you've gotten this far in the podcast, use the rise of Skywalker and make sure there's an E in there. Yes, please. Sky with an E and the at is it's Skywalker. That's where you can find me on social media. Yeah. And look out for Sky Games. It's going to be so fucking fierce. Drag queens in drag, just gaming on the internet. Yeah. This is amazing. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Sorry, this was so long. This is perfect. (laughs) I love it. Thanks for being here. Yay. A huge thanks to Sky for chatting. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. And make sure you engage with me on social media and tell me what's your favorite episode so far. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.